think about Think about how many times I've had fallen Spirits are using me Larger voices calling What heaven brought you and me Cannot be forgotten What's up everybody? Welcome back to Sports Fields and Courts. I am your disappointed, dispirited, depressed, sad, shocked, shook host. I did not think I would be recording another podcast this season. Watching game four, I think I went through every stage of denial. I could not believe what happened. Um, The last podcast I recorded was after game two, where I thought, The Warriors had pretty much figured out what to do with the Raptors, barring injury, barring, um, I don't know, the Raptors going insanely hot and Kawhi getting to some like next level status. I felt like the Warriors might lose a game or two, but they were going to win the series. Cut to the Warriors losing the next two at home. Um... And so game three happens, and I was very, 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 very surprised that Clay Thompson was out. I was really surprised. I thought he would play. Um, Because you kind of can't take a game for granted against the Raptors. I think they've shown that you can't take a, you know, people were saying that they kept him out. Better to rest him for, for one game because the games were being played pretty close together this past week. Um, and then, you know, they'll come back and, and win game four and have him healthy. And then in game four, they just looked, well, Steph, you know, I think the consensus is, is that he was tired from scoring 47 points in game three and essentially, you know, putting that whole game on his back and not coming out successful. Um, Clay looks, I don't know, he was shooting well when he did shot, when he did shoot, but I think he's not moving as well. I think he's not defending Kawhi as well. Um, you know, he's injured. He's got an injury. DeMarcus Cousins, something's off with his game. Draymond Green, I felt like, wasn't pushing it enough. He wasn't going as fast and as hard enough as I feel like he needs to for them to be successful. I don't know how much of that is a matter of the Raptors' defense as opposed to just some small things on the Warriors not working, like Clay's injury, which affects Steph's play, which affects Draymond's play. DeMarcus Cousins is not has not been on the past couple of games so that le- so there's this kind of like nervousness um Andre Iguodala hasn't been hitting shots Quinn Quinn Cook after hitting I think 3 out of 3 threes in game 2 I don't know if he's hit more than one maybe two shots in the past two games um three pointers I mean so there's a lot to be nervous about for the Warriors and then they just are not um, playing very well. And I really, the first, so the first quarter of game four, they were leading, but they they weren't playing that great. The Raptors were playing terribly and the Warriors didn't go up by that much. Game three, first half, I thought, oh, the Warriors aren't playing well. When this happens, they usually kill it in the third quarter. The, the exact opposite happened. The Raptors came out and played like the Warriors in the third quarter. And then I was telling myself, Oh, okay, they're they're going to come on the fourth quarter. It just it never happened. In game 4 it never happened. I'm shook. What can I say? 
you know, I think the only fear to have going into these finals as a Warrior fan was health. And they've been hit with, uh, you know, a plague of, of injuries. And it's really affecting them. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of um, game they can they can pull out of themselves tonight. So I was just listening to a podcast recommended to me by my brother-in-law with Doris Burke. And I think this was recorded before game three. By the way, which Doris Burke, even though she saw Clay come into a production meeting, she said she was really wanting to pay attention to his gait, the way he walked. And she said it really didn't look good. And she looked across the table at Mark Jackson. He didn't think it looked good. But nevertheless, she still thought he was going to play. She was pretty, um, I imagine, surprised that he didn't play. But she does break down what she sees as happening if Clay doesn't play. And I think she's dead on here with her um, kind of premonition of what kind of game it would be without Clay. So this is from The Low Post, the podcast she was on. I have a question for you, though, Zach. Yes. You know, if he's hampered or if he can't play, where do they go offensively? And would would you see Nick Nurse, not that he'd employ that boxing one throughout because you can't give them a steady diet. One, what does the offense for Golden State look like if Clay doesn't play or can't, you know, move and, you know, sprint baseline to baseline? He can't come off any split action. What does the Golden State Warrior offense look like? So that's talking about offensively. Um, by the way, the Ho Zach Lowe's answer to Doris was DeMarcus Cousins, you know, might be have to be their answer on offense, which, you know, he wasn't able to step up to the plate um, in game four in that regard. And here's Zach talking a little bit later on about defensively, what it would mean to miss Clay and how he's been so successful in guarding Kawhi and in the game without Clay and in the game four with Clay, but seemed to have been injured. Um, you know, Kawhi really was obviously a huge difference maker in the series. The more interesting part is the other end because they found something in game two with Clay as Kawhi's primary defender. Yeah, no doubt. Um, because Clay's a really good on ball defender. Off ball, he's not quite as impactful. And no if doubt. you put, they put Iguodala on Siakam, if you have. Kawhi's got the ball, and you have Iguodala and Draymond on the back line as help defenders. Oh. All of a sudden, you got like whatever thirty feet of arms or whatever Correct. it is, and, and great and, intellect, and, and two of the smartest guys in no, the whole league. No, they, they absolutely. And, and one of my big questions for the series was: a) who would guard Kawhi, and would they go to Clay to do it more than I expected, frankly? And b) can Clay handle it because Kawhi is has size and strength and weight on clay and that feels exploitable, but it looked really good in game two. And if he can't do that, then you've got to go reset the matchups. Andre's got to do it. Andre's banged up. Who's clay guarding or right, who's on Siakam? What is it? Who's Dr- Draymond was guarding Kyle Lowry right. in the second half of the game and doing quite well on him. Where, where do you have to move Draymond now? It, it's everything ripples on defense from, is Clay healthy enough to take that pounding? So, yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, you know, that was very prescient analysis. Um, it, it certainly has had a ripple effect on the, on the series. We'll see. It's all, you know, health permitting. And um, the other angle is Kevin Durant. Will he play? 
Um, will it make me happy if he plays and they win the game? No, I don't. I want them to win. But I, I um, had this romantic dream of the Warriors doing it with Durant and, and just kind of proving their worth. Um, but the it's not in the cards this year. And um, I do hope they can p- pull out a series win. Um, I, I will just reiterate the point I made last episode about um, Chelsea, the the former trainer for the Warriors. And I remember reading that news at the beginning of the season and thinking, wow, I hope that that doesn't come back to bite the Warriors because why not just make her the head trainer? She's like had such a tremendous amount of success. I, I didn't understand that move. The other and last thing I wanted to talk about today was um, are the Raptors, who I haven't really talked about in so far as their own identity. I've really talked about them in relation to the Warriors, but, you know, give them a lot of credit, A, for hiring Nick Nurse, who had been with the team. They didn't go outside. They didn't sign a name. They went with somebody that really knew the team's talents. They also were able to bring in Kawhi, which, let's face it, was a huge, huge score and coup. I kind of remember seeing Kawhi when he first was playing on the Spurs championship team and thinking, whoa, I wasn't as um, enthusiastic or worried about him this year because, because I didn't know how dominant he would still be after the injury. And I didn't know how much he could will the Raptors to win. I also didn't know if Lowry and Danny Green as a supporting cast could do it. I, I did have a feeling that Van Vliet, if he was shooting well, could. But anyways, props to the Raptors and their GM has done an amazing job. And, um, you know, they are really clicking. They're playing with a ton of confidence. They, they, I heard that they said that they, be, they wanted to win two games in Oakland, which is maybe every team says that, but I don't know that the fact that they pulled that off, um, despite Clay's injury, is impressive. And um, they dominated, they've dominated almost the entire series. I think the only quarter that the Warriors have won was the third quarter of game two, which is a crazy statistic. Here's the other thing that I, I think I may have um, underestimated is what it means to Canada to win a first NBA championship and what a big deal it is to that country and kind of I think how that parlays into the big deal it is in the minds of the players and how excited they are about that prospect, how energized they are about the idea of them being the ones to bring that championship to the country. It's a huge deal. You see the viewing parties all over the country. They have no other team to root for. It's only the Raptors. So the entire country is rooting for them. That's a lot of power and excitement. They're also playing really well. The Warriors are injured. Will this be the upset of the year? I don't know. I hope not. Um, We will all stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Hopefully not depressed. Think about 